When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the family without Michael Bryant, without Alex, without Catherine. It's Andy and me. I assume everybody will be here at some point today. I don't see why not, but I also don't see them. Oh, it's 1122. Oh, well, this is on uh, StreamYard. She's on StreamYard? Okay. She's on StreamYard right now. <clears throat> All right. Well, we will jump right back after Andy says hello. Uh, Andy Brampernard is here. There you go. Liz Collin, our special guest, with us up next with Andy and me, and I assume other people who show up. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Right after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales, leaders go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Bryant will be in for the second hour. He had a case uh, out oh, of town. I wonder so. if he wants to talk to me about putting eardrops in my dad's ears. Why? <laughs> Why would he want to talk? Why would anyone want to talk to Because <laughs> that's what I've been doing twice that's a day. All you've been doing. I cannot tell you how sad that was. That made me fail. It's so sad yesterday. What? Your mom and I went to, to, to visit your grandfather he yesterday. He hasn't seen him now in four months. Oh. Oh. Yeah. We were there about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and at the very end, I stood up to say goodbye and said, oh, Tom's here. 
Well, he can't see and he can't yep, hear. I know yeah, he can't hear no and idea. he can't see. That's why I'm dealing no with his ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had no idea I was even in the room. He definitely. And I was sitting right next to. I know. Yeah, I Very know. Sad. It is sad. I love Don. Don's a great guy. Makes you sad. I know. He's like, how? I'm like, how are you? Well, I'm blind and I can't hear. How do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not. It well. does suck to be you. Remember the sandwich generation? No, remember talking no. about we that? Have a, we have a guest on. Oh, sorry, have, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, Liz, calling. Liz do you just remember kidding. the sandwich generation? Yeah, Liz, <laughs> I, was, you remember? I was enjoying this. You know, <laughs> I just put a little fly on the wall. Well, Liz, honest to God, my, my father-in-law is 95 years old. I was with him for an hour and a half, and he had no idea yeah. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, that is sad. I, I agree. Well, your husband, half time I'm around him, he doesn't know I'm around either, so it's the same deal. You know what I mean? I was actually going to say, I kind of do the same with Bob. I <laughs> How's Bob doing? Oh, yeah, he's doing fine. Great. Thanks for asking. Yeah. No, he's a good guy. Um, I've always liked Bob. I uh, wanted to be on the show, you guys, so thank you for uh, allowing me to invite myself back on. Anytime. Because when I, when I was on last time, we got an interesting caller um, talking about the opioid crisis, if you recall, yep. uh, up north in Duluth. And I was like, hey, that's uh, a story we should be checking out. So we did. That makes sense. Well, we'd like to hear about it. I love the. Yeah. Actually, Liz <laughs> just called and said she's checking it out. No, she's going to hang up. She's not going to tell us what happened. <laughs> yep. And that's all. You got to go to Alpha News. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, you have, you have to, to read my out. book. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's called the tease, you guys. Yeah, we're. Um, we obviously the opioid crisis has been has something going on uh, sadly for years now, but the pandemic really made things worse, especially up in northern Minnesota. But oh, 654 yeah. um, opioid deaths just in Minnesota in 2020, and that was God. a 60 percent increase from 2019. So just from the year before. But in Duluth itself, they say um, we were up with the uh, there's a task force up there dedicated to trying to turn this around, but. Um, you know, you can get two to three times the amount, uh, can charge two to three times the amount um, for some of these drugs in Duluth than you can in, like, Chicago um, because the demand is so high up in northern Minnesota. So really wow. startling and sad to hear about how many young people, um, you know, have become addicted so early what's, in life. What's driving the, them to do drugs? I mean... Well, the... Um, it's it's kind of like a, a few different factors at play. They think the pandemic played a part because, you know, kids were out of school for a while and even a, a younger population with lockdowns and such. They try it for the first time. And that's the thing with, you know, this heroin, fentanyl, these opioid mixes. They have such control over people right away. Um, I said it's not like when we were kids, if you like get invited to like the keg party or whatever. I mean, this is literally one pill can kill. That's the DEA's. Um, campaign that they've started now to try to get this message across to, to kids especially. Um, so they've had 66 just already this year, non-fatal overdoses um, up Jeez, in Duluth. That's just terrible. And, you know, because they have things like Narcan and other life-saving medicine now to reverse this, but um, it's the, you know, grips of addiction that set in so early on when it comes to this. You know what amazed me about that? And I, I grew up in my house. I have two sisters and four brothers. There were seven of us living in North Minneapolis, all, everywhere from, you know, 11th Avenue North all the way up to Lowry Avenue, 43 different houses in a, about a 25-year period. <clears throat> that was really a thrill. But i gotta, I got to be honest with you, Liz. When I was even a little boy, all the way through my teens and into young adulthood, I would look at the, the drug dealers and go, why would I ever buy any, anything at all from a hammerhead like that guy? I, I, I never would have purchased drugs from a drug dealer in North Minneapolis. No way. Well, and I think now, too, a lot of these, um, a lot of these cases are playing out over social media. So we profiled a couple oh. in the story about um, the, the county attorney there is going after six people for third-degree murder charges because they're selling drugs that are killing people. And in all the cases, it's like they're on Snapchat. Um, hey, can I get some more of that? Or they're on Facebook oh, Messenger. God. So it's literally right at your right at your fingertips. Whereas I don't understand what you're saying. You know, back in the day, there you used to be the person on the corner or whatever. But it's not. That's the thing. It's it's you know it's so available. Um, I still wouldn't now. do it. I just I, there's yeah. no way I would buy drugs from somebody. First of all, I wouldn't buy drugs on the street anyway. No, thank yeah. you. Nope. I uh, I agree 
agree with you. Um, but yeah, sadly, um, you know, one time can, can be too many. And yeah, that's, yep. it, I had a mom that we talked to too, who said that just within, I think that they say trying one of these pills three to five times, your brain composition can change. I mean, Jeez. it's that, it's that quick. And the DEA talked about how, uh, you know, all these uh, illicit opioids are coming over from Mexico. Right. And they're selling for about five to eight dollars a pill, um, coming over the border. Let's say you know wholesale costs, and they're getting a hundred dollars a pill up at some uh, Minnesota reservations, especially where the uh, usage is at its highest. So it really, it really is scary, and I think quite quite eye opening. But I think more importantly, just some you know conversation that parents should be having with their kids, and they're trying to raise you know community awareness. Um, in fact, after the story aired, I got um, quite a few emails from. Just different efforts going on, but at Hastings Middle School is hosting um, a fentanyl poisoning um, presentation on Tuesday. That's at six thirty at Hastings Middle School. But it's just something that you know. Again, here, parents, this is what you need to be looking for in kids' bedrooms. Here's what you should be monitoring on social media. You know, this is what you, this is the message you need to talk to your talk to your kids about. And hopefully, they listen because we know all know how um, kids sometimes don't. So. <laughs> I just, uh, it, it does amaze me, and I've, I've heard comments. <clears throat> you know, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I've tried being both, and I know this is hard to believe, Liz, but I just can't get along with anyone. So, <clears throat> you know. Um, whoever the man is, I don't like him. Whoever the man is, I'm not getting along with him. Forget about it. Yeah, but I, right. I, I, do, I do not understand why we sit here and allow hundreds of thousands of people with tons of drugs on them come over our border unchecked we'll defend ukraine's border we'll defend the canadian border but not that one how how do people support political thinking like that liz yeah and i really think that you can see you can easily see from the dea how you know they they spell it out. That's exactly where they're coming from. They, yeah. they, this is coming from over the border, and they're killing our our people. I yep. mean, it's not been, <laughs> it's not something that there really is uh, to be debated as far as that's concerned. So you know, they're coming through the, the mail. There's trucks bringing them over from the border. They're being smuggled by by people. You know, inside certain areas of their body. I mean, she was she went into great detail as to how the, how they're getting um, over here. But yeah, I think it's something that. It, it's hard to wrap your head around where it seems like there might be some easy fixes, you know, within reach anyway. Yeah, you know, I I, I see Tim Waltz, Governor Tim Waltz, constantly tweeting about our huge surplus and right. what should we do with it? Oh, we've got all of this money. Oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give everybody a $1,000 check. And he keeps tweeting and tweeting about this $1,000 check, which we know is just, you know. A campaign promise and buying yeah, he's, votes. He's up for election, re-election, yeah. And I don't say anything about and There's nothing that they address that needs to be addressed, like this fentanyl problem. Right. Like homelessness, like crime. It's all everything's fine. We're gonna. We've got money. I, it just. It's very frustrating to they're, me. They're saying keep us in power. We're doing a good job. Yeah. Exactly. And what yep. can and and can the government actually do anything about this other than I mean. Obviously, shutting down the pipeline as best they can would would help. But well, won't they just yeah, get they, it they, somewhere they talk, else? They talk about they right, but they do talk about how they can. You know, they even when they round up these people, for example, like in January, they arrested fourteen of they charged twenty one, but they were able to arrest about fourteen of them at a time. So round up as much of the supply, if you will, as you can. But I will say that even being in Duluth um, for a few days doing this story, you can certainly see, you know, this large uh, population of addicted people literally playing out on the streets of Duluth. I mean, there's a, there were quite a few homeless people living in, living in doorways, begging, begging for money. I mean, we all, we always see it, but I guess I, I really haven't seen it in Duluth to be, to be quite honest. And they say that the pandemic, you know, sort of brought that forward. They do have, a lot of halfway houses and, you know, within a couple blocks um, of each other in, in Duluth. So um, there's more of, a, more of a population there. But I think that that's, a, that's something else is there's really a lack of treatment in Minnesota. We've heard that on. Um, so there, I think there are some things to, to be done. Even now they say if, you know, you want to get treatment for something like an addiction, sometimes you're waiting for, you know, up to, up to six months. Um, and <laughs> how many people die then. waiting? Yeah. Well, yeah. Die in that six-month period. 
Now, Liz, I'm having a pretty tough day, I want you to know. There's nothing I can't get uh, get past. But... Well, this conversation is probably helping make me feel a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it is. There's no question about it. It was. Kind absolutely. of a donor. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the reason I'm having a tough day is because the president of the United States, the governor of Minnesota, all these people are talking about what a great guy Walter Mondale was, and he, he could not find a, a greater gentleman. And, you know, and that's that's up to everybody else. But not a big fan of your Uncle Tom's, I will tell you that. Old Monty and I didn't get along too well. Walter, uh, well, let me put it this way. Tom Brokaw had a dinner one night and invited Catherine and me to the dinner. <clears throat> and uh, we got to the table, and I was sitting right next to Tom Brokaw, and then Catherine was sitting next to me. And then there were two chairs open next to Catherine. The rest of the table was full. We found out, well, what's that all about? Why are there two empty chairs? Oh, Walter found out you were going to be here, so he declined. <laughs> Is this for real? Oh, yeah, that actually happened. Absolutely. Wow. It, 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 Tom Brokaw was looking at me like, what's your deal? What, yeah. How could he hate you that much? I said, ah, it happens. There's wow. that. Isn't that amazing, though? You, all day I've been hearing about this wonderful guy, the friendliest guy. He, that guy loved everybody. Well, not Uncle Tommy. He didn't. <laughs> Kyle, I'm sorry. Well, no wonder it is a rough day. I don't know if you want to do the Uncle Tom thing. Yeah. Uncle Tommy. I said, I went with Tommy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ah, you yeah, know, it's a little close. I'd sit by uh, if there was an empty chair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> how, how is Tom Brokaw, if I may ask? I'm always, I was always a big fan of South Dakota's own. So. Very South nice Dakota's guy. Yank, guy? Yanked in South Dakota. He's a a very nice guy, very, very okay. smart guy, very even keel. Good to hear. I, you know, sometimes you, you know, you meet people that meet someone and it ruins it for you if, if that's not the case. So, okay, well, good I, to know. I'll put it this way you know, he's being treated like dirt now because he may, he wouldn't agree with everybody on some subject about six months ago and yeah. they've just turned their back on him now. They won't yeah. even talk that's, to him anymore. That's how it works. That's how it works now. Yeah. God, that's how it works. It's yeah. Tom Brokaw, one of the greatest newsmen of all time. Right. And you're not going to talk to him because he wouldn't agree with you on one subject? Canceled. I just, when in doubt, everybody's canceled, Tom. You know, you know the drill. No, I definitely. I've been, I've been canceled long before everybody else got canceled. Actually, before it was cool. Yeah, but yeah. I was. That's right. I got canceled before it was cool. It, it, it is actually kind of cool now to be canceled. I mean, let let let. No, I, that's true. It's that's add true. some street cred for sure. I was talking to a psychiatrist this morning. There's a psychologist psychiatrist in this building. I was talking about to him about this, that, and the other thing. And mostly talking about the fact, uh, and, and he kind of brought it up to me, um, that that this whole cancel culture, this whole woke thing and all the rest of it, and if you don't agree with me, I'm going to try to ruin your life. And, and I asked the question, I said, now, um, okay, so you don't like me. What's that got to do with Catherine, Andy, and Alex and, and our grandkids? Why do they get treated like dirt? Why are they canceled? Why are their lives not as good as they used to be? I just don't understand how you can go after one person thinking that their family's not going to suffer for no reason at all. Just collateral damage. They don't give a shit. They don't care, Wait, do did, they? Did you get an answer to this? Because I'm waiting. Because this kind of no. you know, plays a part. Okay. Well, cause yeah. you got, well, you guys went through it. There's no question about that. I, my God, you went through, very publicly went through it, too. Well, I know, and, you know, Bob, who we call um, now Bob Bastic, that's the term? Bob, Bob Bastic. Bob I love Bastic. it. I yeah. love it. I'd like that to be a hashtag or a T-shirt or something. But anyway, I'm like the likable person in the family. So I don't know how I, don't, I got caught up in this. Like, we have I, so I'm much in common. Like you What's and that? Catherine. Once you and Catherine talk now, because Bob and I will sit in the corner and the two of you talk. I don't know what happened. People don't like me. What the hell did I do? But um yeah, it's uh, it, it is the the world we live in. But I will say that I think there's just a lot more people that on the other side of things that are just quiet, and so sometimes yeah. they just you know get as much attention. I think there, I believe firmly that there's still you know a lot more nice people in the world than are not. So. Well, I was talking to some very smart people about this, and they said this has been caused by the pandemic because people had nothing to do for two years. Well, true. And uh, I guess alcohol and drug consumption went through the roof. And right. a lot of these really snarky attitudes people have are, are come from an abuse of alcohol. That's, they're, they're very clear about that. No, this whole, whether it's alcoholism or just abusing alcohol because you have nothing to do is causing you to act like a nut job. 
Yes, and everybody has all these things now that they can write whatever they want and do whatever they want. Right. We just didn't. We just didn't have that before. I used to just say, you know, that was the whole thing. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, that's what I was always. Yeah. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. Not anymore. Because. <laughs> yep. And even the we our son. I mean, the entire family's here. Catherine's here. Andy's here. Alex's here. Our whole family sitting. Oh, here. they all showed up now. Wait a minute. I was worried. I was wondering where everybody was. No, they're here. They're here. Okay. <laughs> but they just. I we Catherine and I never had one second of worry that our kids were going to drink too much or do too many drugs. And it wasn't that we lorded over them. It's just not in their personality. I mean, they're just. Andy and Alex, do you, did you even for one minute think you'd ever do drugs? No. No, I like you. I wouldn't trust anyone who offers them anyway. So. Exactly. There's... And I can't even take Dayquil without like completely falling apart for like two days. So I can't. <laughs> I know. No. I was terrible. I mean, I scared the crap out of my kids when they were little. That's I was true. like, I know people that died of drug overdoses in my yeah, neighborhood. Don't do it. I'll, you have to promise me you won't do it. I was really bad. <laughs> Oh, that's what I do with my son all the time. You know how many stories I've done about kids that have brain injuries when they don't wear bike helmets? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, I, every, everything. He's, it's actually amazing. He's just not wrapped in, like, you know, bubble wrap. I know. I was like, how much therapy are my kids going to need? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that tactic, that definitely does work. Just scare them. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. So now I, this, is, this, this is off topic a little bit, but I do have to ask. And I can never remember that guy's name. He went after Bob uh, out at your house. Uh, John Thompson, is that his name? Oh, yeah, yep, that's him. How about, how about his latest episode? His daughter gets pulled over by the cops. All of a sudden, he shows up. I'm what is so wrong shocked. with this? I'm just shocked. What's wrong with him? Well, I don't know how much time we have to talk about that. But maybe the shrink down the hallway might know. But, yeah, I, yeah. I really don't don't know you know and what's what's funny is i interviewed him a couple different times years ago um about other issues and he seems to like the spotlight in a way tends to find it even in very strange circumstances but but yeah how about that that was last uh sunday his daughter gets pulled over um she won't even comply at all with the the police Mm -hmm. and instead she calls him and it sounds like he put on quite a show that's what I understand he put on the don't you know who I am kind of guy. Is he, he's one of yeah, those. Yeah, even things. handed over his uh, business card. That's what I heard. He handed out his business card. Why? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how politics works a lot of times. Um, None of us do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the yeah, fact yeah. that he's running around saying he's a, he's a DL, DFL guy and he's been, like, kicked out, hasn't he, of the DFL? Yeah, yeah right. He's an independent now. Okay, so but he keeps right. on saying he's a Democrat. So right. when he's doing that and is, repre- is falsely representing himself uh, and all the other crap that he's been doing, why can't he be kicked out? Why can't he be fired? Well, he did not get the endorsement this time around um, from the DFL. Um, that went to somebody else in his district. So I think it, it, we were actually kind of surprised some lawmakers didn't really come out after that. Um, but it sounds like maybe they're just letting him kind of go away um and the election perhaps will take care of things in november i mean that seems to be the but 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 i do yes they he doesn't really have any power so they really can't do much more to him as far as um yeah that's concerned he has no staff anymore and doesn't really have any voting power and such so um but but yeah he's uh got got some issues and i you know the and kudos to the police but also it's you know sad state of affairs now that this is what has to happen because you know they're worried about these volatile situations and how that all ends up so yeah that does make total sense kind of to kind of circle back and i'm sorry i took you in a couple of different directions there but that's why i like the show i just never know where we're going no neither I, do we. we like to do we yeah. have no idea what the hell we're talking about or where we're headed and it's, it's, there's no no doubt about that but oh you know sometimes i can't even get on the air in my own show other times i ask a question and nobody answers it i'm like you know this is radio but they can't see us. You do know that. So it does happen. But but all of the all this attention we pay to all the garbage we've just been talking about, about cancel culture and woke and, you know, going after people. And all the rest of it, why don't we focus all that energy on keeping our children safe by, by protecting our border? We protect our border 100% with Canada. 
You can't just Wait, go this is, this is what I always say about a lot of things, Tom. I'm like, it's really amazing to me, like, the amount of, you know, time and energy, what I consider kind of a waste on a lot of things. If we would just put it toward things that actually matter, and matter to the, the majority of people. I think, like, you know, I always kind of go back to, we all kind of want the same stuff, but I, yeah, I don't know. It just when makes you, no sense to me. When you when you have the answer to that, that question. I was going to go back to, um, just to, just to paint a picture of how cool I was, um, back in the day. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I was the president of SAD, which, you know, used to be students against uh, drunk driving. Did you guys have that? Did your kids? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So then we changed it to students against destructive decisions because, you know, Ooh. like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that. And Frank, um, who I worked with forever at CCO, used to call me um, the president of SAFRA, which is students against anything fun at all. <laughs> so, that, just to give you guys sounds like some, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> that was almost going to the lake trips. I'd be like, "All right, everybody needs to be in bed by 11 after the show. No shenanigans. Now let's wrap this up." So yeah, I became the president of Safra. He's even as a Safra. See, I was lucky enough to be born with an innate distrust of humankind. So yeah. I was always, yes. I was always like, funny. "Why would anybody buy something from some guy on the street and put a needle in their yeah, arm with that stuff? That just doesn't make any sense to me at all." You're absolutely right. Uh, yep. By the way, a little bit of advice for you, Liz, and you know, Bob would tell you the same thing. Uh, what are you doing talking to Italians anyway? I mean, you know. Well, they have nice hair. <laughs> he does have nice hair. You know, my, one of my favorite moments, Liz, of all time, we were at dinner one night. It was the opening of Bar La Grasa downtown, and Frank and Amelia were there sitting at our table and we having a really nice time, and we think the world of both of them. But some woman came over and wanted to introduce her friends to Frank and Amelia. And she comes over and she says, Oh, God, I started laughing. I thought it was phenomenal. She comes over and says, I'd like... Uh, whatever her name is, uh, Betty. I'm going to use the name Betty. Betty, I want to introduce you to a couple of people. They're, you know, I wouldn't say they're friends, but I know them. Uh, this is Frank and Amelia. Frank, of course, as you can tell, is Spanish, and his <laughs> wife is Chinese. Oh, wow. Now, why she did that? Why would you? <laughs> she wanted to prove what? that she had diverse friends. Oh, that's her diversity. Most is what... likely. Spanish, Spanish Frank. That was his nickname for about a month after that oh, happened. Poor Frank. That's really, that's really great. Well, you know, Amelia with her um, Japanese mother, she she like only gets younger. So well, yeah. yeah, everybody is just beyond jealous. I mean, she looks like she's twenty five for you know the last four decades. It's really incredible. So, do you have yeah. another? Do you have another segment in there? Do you have to be off at some certain time today? Uh, you know, I do have to run in about five minutes, but I have a okay. Well, we'll just go. We'll just go with five minutes. Okay, okay perfect. Yeah, yeah, we'll just do five more minutes, and then I can go to break it's after that. It's our show. We can do what we, we can do want. Whatever the hell we want. We don't <laughs> allow you. Spanish men or Chinese women on the show, though. So Frank and Amelia <laughs> are not coming on. This I remember me. Frank talking about the comments constantly about his hair. <laughs> oh, his yeah. hair is too dark. His <laughs> hair is not about. dark enough. His <laughs> hair is great. His hair is too never, weird. It never moves. <laughs> Don Shelby, yeah, apparently he would get complaints if one hair was out of place oh, because yeah, Shelby, the lights yeah. from above would, like, make it shine on the TV. Oh, and, wi- and women's hair. Oh, People I spend many out, hours apparently. trying to copy your hairstyle. What, you know? It's, Frank? No, women, I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were women. Get, were... Women get it even worse. Oh. True. Yeah, yeah. What's your formula? Who cuts your hair? What do you use? What shampoo do you use? Do you use I mousse? The, I had the pixie cut once which i really liked um but it was just complete madness i didn't even know anybody even paid attention to me until i cut my hair off and then forget about it it was crazy yeah it it all works out and in liz you think what can the american people do because we cannot trust and i don't care if they're democrats or republicans you cannot trust most politicians they're in it for themselves to make money without ever having a real job I mean, look, and it's not the fact that he's a Democrat. It's the fact that he's president of the United States. You know that in the last three years between, well, not last three years, but the years 17, 18, and 19, he didn't report $5.2 million in income to the IRS? Biden? Yeah. How can the president of the United States have, have done something like that? And maybe they've all done it. I don't know. And it's not, like I said, he's a Democrat or if he's a Republican. So we should pay our taxes or else we get our ass handed to us, but you can skip by reporting $5.2 million in income? What is that? 
I you know the, the double standard, my friend. Yeah, that, it is. That's that's how it works. It's just getting really, really old. And I, see, I can't even take a side in political arguments. I I like some Democrats. I like some Republicans. I mean, there are even some people I like, but not many. But anyway, moving. I, I just and which is fun for all of us. Indeed. But Liz, you've been through this whole situation, this whole defund the police and we need to get rid of the police. And we The reason that I met Bob in the first place is because I, well, it was because of Lamont Dean, uh, my mother's cousin, Lamont, was uh, a, a patrolman, first of all, and then became a detective with the Minneapolis Police Department. So my whole life. Uh, I was kind of watched over by the family police department, which was really kind of nice, you know? Yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, It was a great thing. But I I just, I got to be honest with you. And now you're married to a, a, a copper, so you, you know. A copper. I love calling them coppers. I do. I love calling them policemen. A, bo- a bombastic copper? Yeah, a bombastic <laughs> copper. Like what era Bob are we in? Bob the Copper Kroll. That's his new name from now on. But no, I just want, I have never run into a cop. Every time, when I've never been arrested in my life, I've never been charged with anything or whatever. And every time that I they talk to a policeman about maybe doing something wrong, like I was out walking around with a friend of mine at 5 o'clock in the morning one time, and they want to know what the hell we were doing. What were you doing? Uh, just walking home. We had been up drinking all night, so we oh, decided to walk okay. home at 5 o'clock in the morning. Cool, cool, cool. But my friend, I remember, lipped off to the cops and acted like a real jerk. So they took him in this alcove, and I, I heard a little noise. And the other cop said to me, Tom, now you can either go over there or you can stay here and behave. They, I always got an option, and the option was either we can just let this go, but you need to behave. I don't understand this whole police officers are horrible and, oh, my God, they're terrible. Look, I've never been involved in anything cross-racial or anything like that, so I don't, I'm not an expert at that at all. I don't get it. I don't understand. I grew up, you know, in a very racially mixed neighborhood, religiously mixed neighborhood as well. Loved it. But I've, I have never met a cop yet that has mistreated me. It's never happened. So... See, my opinion of cops and why I like Bob so much and all everybody around him. Well, not you, Liz. You're, you're okay, I guess. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I remember. I'm the likable one. Remember that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You're the likable the one. I forgot about yeah, that. I, yeah. But I just, I, I just can't get past this, that, that the United States has all these couple of million people that think we should just get rid of all the police and, and we should police ourselves. What a horrible... You've never lived near a criminal, have you there, sir or ma'am? I can guarantee you that. It would not work. Did they know, yeah. Liz, that it just... I've lived around these people. I've lived around great people. I've lived around gangsters and hoodlums and murderers and all the rest of it. Uh, again, out of the 33 people I went to school with through the eighth grade, there are only five of us left, four or five, because, wow. you know, it depends wow. on what time it is today, because there's another one that's about ready to perish, unfortunately. But I, I grew up around very dangerous people, and I just... The, do they know what would happen if we didn't have a police force? Do they have any well, I, idea? Well, I think we're kind of seeing it right now. <laughs> I think we're oh. seeing what happened. There are nine homicides in ten days in Minneapolis. Oh, my I don't, God. I don't really That's think so this sad. is the, the world many of us, uh, you know, want, want to live in. And I, I always say, like, why isn't the message, and I blame police leaders and politicians, okay. why isn't the message just to comply with an officer's Right. Yeah, you know, demand. Why why can't we just come out and just say that? And then we you know, we don't we don't put on the John Thompson performance. We don't right. why can't we why can't that be the message after this kind of stuff uh happens? Right. Um I, I wish it would be so. Because because again, I think we're poisoning our children with the message that the police are the, the bad guys. And those are the people I worry about the most. What does the world look like for for our kids. All right, we're getting it on the docket. You, Bob, Catherine, me, the kids want to go. That's great. We got to go to May Slacks because that's where I met Bob. <laughs> we got to get over there one of these days. Yep. We'll do it for All sure. right, my dear. Well, thank you for your time. Say hello to Bob for us, if you would, please. Yes, and thank I you for to- actually doing journalism. <laughs> you have no idea how refreshing it is. Thank you, guys. And keep your listeners. You know, send, send the ideas my way. LizCollinNews at, at gmail.com. Sign up for our daily newsletter, too. We have some really good, really good stuff on uh, alphanews.org. So thank you. And, Tom, I hope your day gets better, my friend. Thank you, my dear. Have a good day. You, too. Bye. Liz Collin, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Kroll, her husband, uh, you watched it. How long did that go on out there, house out there? 
That was hideous when oh. all the people oh, showed up. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. it was a couple of days, I think, before they finally cleared them out of there. I know. <clears throat> and again, I'm not saying that, look, just with Chauvin, he killed the guy for no damn reason. I don't know if he wanted to kill him or meant to kill him, but he did kill him. And I don't know why he did that. So, yes, there are some horrible cops out there, but yeah, 99% of them, I'm sorry, they're just trying to do their jobs and be painted with the same brush, the broad brush, makes no sense to me at all. We'll take a break and be right back for the second part of the first hour right after this. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they were referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better bank experience member fdic and equal housing lender you all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in mike lindell to give you a great night's sleep mike's latest incredible deal is on the giza dream sheets which you've heard me rave about before that's for sure these sheets are made from the world's best cotton giza they are ultra soft and breathable yet extremely durable right now the giza dream sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again to Liz Collin with a great report. What was your website again? LizCollinNews.com, is that what it was? For God's sake. Come on, you know what it is, Catherine. Let me see. I think I follow yeah, her. Yeah, she's terrific. She's, she's always been a Twitter. very good, she's always been a very good Liz. news person. Lizzo. No, she's not that Lizzo. She's not Lizzo. No, she's not. No doubt about it. Okay. Well, let me know if L- LizCollinNews at gmail.com. Yep, that's it. LizCollinNews at gmail.com. Yep. Good, let's keep an eye on it. It's an email address, not a website. Yes, well, that's all I have. Oh, it's the email address, okay. Um, i got to ask you guys a question. Mm -hmm. Why are they avoiding the news that Naomi Judd killed herself? They're not. I haven't seen it reported one place that she killed herself. Oh, reported? Well, maybe because the... Probably the lawyer stepped in and said you can't, you know, just start talking about what happened to her. Um, I'm guessing the family... Has to, has to release it or the autopsy report or whatever. Well, they can't just start. The um, the her daughters, yes. a- Ashley and the, Winona. Winona, they both put out the exact same yeah. uh, statement right. yeah. about their mother's death and you know that they she was lost to mental illness. So right. Right. you know everybody knows. But at the same time, maybe the details are really grim and terrible, and they well, yeah, just don't, don't want, want everybody running around talking about it. It's just, it's too hard to see everybody, you know, get their opinions about your mother 
committing suicide? Because you know that there's going to be people saying horrible, horrible things. Oh, there's no doubt. They're going to yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so it's just, I'm guessing that there's some sort of protocol with that. I think it would be important because you got Naomi Judd, who was a beautiful woman, talented woman, very, very famous, very, very wealthy, and she still struggled so hard that she ended up taking her own life. Yeah, at 76. You'd think making it to 76 that you'd be like... Yeah, I'm going any minute anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Suicide past that. uh, Well, 76, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, that's true. I know. Dad's on his slow march to death now that he turns 70. Yeah, I'll just tell you okay. guys. I'll just tell you. Pretty sure I'll be dead in five years, so you guys enjoy your lives. Well, actually, <laughs> men over 65 are the highest suicide yep, rate. They are. Yep. So I told you about, it's like, if you ever quit KQ, you're going to have to reinvent yourself. Because a lot That's of guys, true. when they leave their jobs, and That's true. Yeah, they, they retire. Their they lose their oh, identity. Yeah, because men, just, men yeah. are totally in. You know, their identities are wrapped up in their jobs, mm, much more not. than women are. Yeah. Much more than women are. Yours, a thousand percent is. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Watching that Nicolas Cage movie, I was just like, so what many, so movie. many parallels to Tom Bernard. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. yes. Absolutely. Wow. I don't beat myself up like he did. You were cursed by a gypsy? I was cursed by a gypsy. That's right. Like Do they talk about indeed. the curse in the movie? Mm-mm. No. It, Only mm-mm. don't. It's mm-mm. really good, though. That movie is re- What's it called again? The Unbearable Weight of Incredible Talent. Of incre- unbearable and Incredible. That's the two words I have to remember. I think. I really think it's good. something like that. Oh, it's way too long of a title. Lines. A little good news this morning, by oh, the way. Oh, yay, good news. There's been... Uh, after the last season of Bosch, which mm. we've only got, what, three episodes left to watch? I think so. I think of the whole series. Mm. A new one starts Friday called Bosch Legacy, Bosch. which should be pretty damn cool, I would think. It's a different show completely. He no, he no longer is with the L.A. Police Department. Oh, but it's still him. Yes. Okay. He's a private investigator now. Oh. I think it'd be good. wonder why he yeah, left had, the department. We had mm. Mimi Rogers on this morning. You know Mimi Rogers, but he's the big uh, lawyer in, in the show. Oh, really? Nice. Okay. She's terrific. Yeah, she's wonderful. We were laughing this morning because when, you know, because the lead writer on the show is Tom Bernardo. Yes. So everybody thinks that's me. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people think that's me. Well, they're wrong. They're First of all, it's Bernard, not Bernardo. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. I'm not that's, Italian. That's your... Uh, your handle on Twitter. Yeah, Tom Bernardo on Twitter, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Mimi was great. She was a terrific guest. There's no doubt about it. We had good guests. We have a Mimi Rogers on the morning show, Liz Collin on the afternoon show. What do you think? Uh, I, I think that's great. I'm, I'm loving the fact, like I said, that she's actually doing journalism. She is. She's always been very, very good at that. So what? let me get back to you about this, and we have the listeners comment on this as well. So eventually, not much longer either, I'm going to walk away from the KQ Morning Show because I'm not going to do it when I'm 80. <clears throat> you know, I might I do a side gig maybe, but not host it. So you think it's going to have a huge effect on me? Yes. Eight billion percent, yes. Like, how? what is it going to do? Because you have, it's, your whole persona is being the DJ at KQ in the morning. No, it goes all the way back to when I was 19 at KDAN. I, I told that story on the air this morning, obviously not using the word, but the very first break I ever did on radio at KDAN 1370 AM in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's no longer even on the air, but uh, because then I did not move my mouth when I talked. So when I was talking, I was kind of talking like this the whole time I was on there, and I, I did okay, it. Okay, Barry White. Yeah. But I didn't open my mouth. That's the whole point I'm trying to make. Like Tony, my brother Tony still talks like that. He, he never sure does. Oh, damn, I talking to me about it. He still mumbles like that. So I did a break. I said, here's uh, Porter Wagner and uh, Dolly Parton with the song, blah, 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 and KDAN. Phone rings. Just lights up, Right. I answered my very first, this is my very first break on the on professional and going, radio. And you're thinking, they love me. They're wild I'm a star. about me. That's what it is. I answered the phone, and the guy says, get that big N off the air. Yeah. Okay, welcome to the business, Tom. It's a kind world we live in. Welcome to, welcome to being a public figure. That'll be really, that part is weird, being a public figure from the time you're 19. 
Yeah. It is weird. That's true. So you think I'll, I don't, but I'm not going to miss being a public figure. I've never, uh, never been, not many people yeah, recognize you'll me. You'll miss sight. it. You'll yeah, totally you miss it. Totally. You're going to need to go like to therapy after you. No, well, he needs anymore. to go to therapy before. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. He needs to go to therapy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you get the final vote when I go to therapy. Uh, yeah, okay. There you go. I mean, you've been doing oh. the same thing for 40 years. 51, well, I mean, 51 years. No, how long have you been at KQ? KQ. 30, like 36 years. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do the mm-hmm. same thing for 37 years. Yeah. And then just suddenly not. Yeah. Like Plus, yeah. and then not have it well and it's like your schedule will change when you're not there oh, anymore that's the part I'm your to. lifestyle in some ways because you'll be able to stay up later and oh. sleep in later and so you'll have more time in the evenings you'll just where you'll just sitting there and being bored yeah and then the mornings you won't have anything to wake up because it's like mom was saying about those nuns last week that they had less markers for Alzheimer's and depression and all these stuff because it's like they're busy. They're doing yeah, things. They have purpose. Yep. But when you wake up, even if you're still doing the morning show and you're still doing whatever, I mean, the podcast, and you're still doing other things, you aren't waking up to go to That's work true. that you've been doing <clears throat> your most of your life. Yeah. Well, since I was 19 years old. And yes. waking up to do something with purpose is really meaningful. So even if it's like every morning I wake up and I get on the treadmill and I walk three miles, like that's, you need to have a replace. It's like people that are alcoholics. I remember. Radio my f- and alcohol. No, well, it kind of does go hand in hand. <laughs> no, like my friend, my friend's mother, true. my friend's mother Pretty is a recovering alcoholic and she owned a bunch of sober houses for women oh, really? for a long time. And she was like, yeah, if any, like anybody that quits drinking always like starts smoking or yeah. starts binge eating or mm-hmm. starts obsessively exercising unless they go and deal with the fact of why they were drinking and get to the root cause of it and move past these things because it's like you're just going to replace an addiction with another addiction. So it's like with you, you need to replace your work on the morning show that has been such a huge part of your life for such a long time with something else constructive. Or else you'll probably feel very – I think you're going to go through a point of feeling – not that I think you are this, but I think you will probably feel useless. Well, Officer Dave says you can use the podcast as basically a way to ease out of the business, yeah. which I think was the idea anyway. Yeah, right? that was the idea anyway. Ease yeah. on down, ease on down the road. Yeah, you can, when people quit long careers, just like all of a sudden, that's it. They often have a really difficult time adjusting to life without it. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah but you I know, think- I've had friends who's husbands have been doctors and they've quit and within two months the wife had to say if you think you're going to keep bossing me around like you do your nursing staff (laughs) oh yeah you're gonna have we're gonna have to divorce you have to stop right now that was paul olson (laughs) yeah so you know you gotta just realize that i understand that and i mean and also you have an it's not just a job for you it's an emotional attachment to the listeners yes it is absolutely and i know you're going to some part of you is going to think that you let the listeners down Hello. Yeah, could be. Yeah, because they, you know, you've had very, very loyal fans for a long time. God bless them all. We'll give it. Give you an example of that. I was over at Target picking up some of that uh, coconut uh, pineapple drink. Drink. Just drink. The drink. You know the coconut pineapple bubble bubble water. water, Yes, the Lacroix. Yeah, the. No, not LaCroix. It's Good and Gather. Good and Gather. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, the one you can never find. Okay. And I, I'm going through the aisles, and my phone starts ringing. And it's Pat Eberts. So I answer my phone. Pat's a salesperson at KQRS, by the way, just people that might not know. He said, Tom, I have a very big fan of yours here. His name is Ted, and he's wanted to say hello to you. That I probably will miss. I will miss that stuff. That people, you know, people run into other people from the station or a friend or whatever, and they want to say hello. Oh, I, I will miss, you know, because I tell them I have a career because of them, and that's yes, true. Yes, absolutely. But I'm just saying. We were talking about when I, 
you know, that when I finally wrap up my I career. I know what you're talking about. I've been listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> One time. I'm when glad I, that when I, I finally this hour. <laughs> tie Tom to that tree and don't let him go to work anymore. About the fact that I'm 70 years old now and that radio's probably only got about five years left to, left to go, I would guess, something like that. Some people think it'll last longer, but I just don't see how. I was, I was shocked by Andy, the statistic you talked about, about uh, suicide by... Oh, yeah. I know. I would not have thought I, that would be the case. I, I, I was aware from cases that like guys that are like UPS drivers die real quickly after they stop driving UPS because their internal clock changes. Like they're on a schedule, yeah. and so unless they switch to something else, their body just goes okay. <laughs> we're done. Well, we're <laughs> probably too because they're on they're on a tight schedule. Yeah, you know, and, and so they're oh, always they've got that cortisol do, yeah. pumping yeah. all the time, and then all of a sudden, yeah, your yeah, heart nothing. probably just well. Cortisol is damaging. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. But I didn't know In that many were levels. committing suicide. Yeah, that's, Apparently. that's mm-hmm. sad. What we do you think have the, Joe on the phone. What do you think of that whole Naomi Judd thing? Why are they not saying Lord. that she committed suicide? <laughs> did Ashley call you up and tell you what happened? How did you know what happened? Because it's obvious what happened. Well, no, I think there's actual stories about that it happened. I mean, I've heard it multiple oh, yeah. places. I have not. I, I, heard, I heard you talk about it this morning on the radio. Yeah, with that Mike. was me reporting. Well, but Ashley didn't call you up and say, hey, my mom committed suicide. So you saw it or someplace. No, you know? Well, just so that she suffered a, a battle with with depression. I think there's been stories out there. So, out there. Well, yeah. see, I don't know anything about country. But it's it's a sad. It's an incredibly sad oh, it's thing. Terrible. It's just horrible. And ugh. I mean, once again, beautiful woman, very talented, very smart, very famous, very wealthy, and it's not enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, if so. people want to tie themselves to their job, it's not going to work. Your job is not going to carry it. That's how that subject came up. You know, I me being, I heard that, and I heard Alex. And Alex was exactly right in what she told you. Yes. I'll, I'm going to be crabby <laughs> someday when I leave radio. Yeah. I'm going to be crowl crabby. Mm-hmm. No, you need to go to therapy before it happens to you. Yes. Won't be obnoxious. Yes. What if I stay you have in radio to make a game plan. Go you got to make a game plan. Ten years in psychology. I'm telling you, I talked to that psychologist in the building here, and he said, "Man, people are getting worse, not better." Yeah, it's probably true. God, they're just everything sucks and everything's terrible, and oh my God, the world's terrible. It's like, how can you live like that? Why would you want to live like that? Right? I don't know. You can put me in charge of pulling the plug. Or take care of you. <laughs> well, Michael Bryant wants to kill me. That's really great. I'll, I'll, make, me, I'll, I'll make the tough call. That makes me feel a lot better knowing you want to kill me. That's great. I'll just shrug. All right, we've got to take a break here, and we'll come back. Michael Bryant is going to join us for the second. Hopefully he won't kill me Joe during the second on. hour. Yeah, Joe was on, I think. We'll see. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, open we up with Joe, Joe right, okay. up, right after this. We'll open up with Joe. Joe does a good job. We go. We'll be right back. 